0: What did the page ask the wizard? I don't know. What. Could you please spellbind me into this book?
1: <laughs> it's the children's Hour, KIDS Public Radio.
2: Always something for you Always something for me Always something for everyone At the library Got everything you're needin' If you're into readin' Find yourself a chair and start It's a bookworm diet Everyone should try it Feed your brain and feed your heart Always something for you Always something for me always something for everyone at the library. Book on the shelf, grab it for yourself, read it if it's not too hard. After you learn it, you got to return it, just bring your library card. Always something for you, always something for me, always something for everyone at the library. If you got a question, walk to the desk and tell them what you've got in mind. Fact or fiction, no matter which one, friendly librarians help you find Always something for you, always something for me, always something for everyone at the library. Always something for you, always something for me. Always something for everyone at the library. Where? At the library.
1: Where?
3: At the library. That's Stuart Stotts from Pass It On Down Volume 1 with Library. You're listening to the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone. I'm here with a whole lot of great people on Zoom. Hello, everyone on Zoom. Hi. 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 Hello. Hi. Hello. Who's with us today?
0: Hi, it's Corbett.
3: Hello, it's Amadeus. Hello, it's Evan.
0: Hello, it's Audrey. Hi, it's Paul. It's only
4: May. Hello, it's Isaac. Hello, it's your Hi, it's Illuminata.
3: Hello, friends. It's Melissa. Hello, it's Shamby. Happy day. It's Maya. Hi, it's Cade. Hi. Well, we have a great show coming up on Little Free Libraries. Have any of you ever used a Little Free Library before? And if you have, tell me about it.
5: There's a great Little Free Library that I tend to stop by every time I go to the uh, bosque around where I live. It's full of different books, and I've seen it evolve over the years of these as the owners have given it a lot of different opening systems and whatnot. And there's another couple in my neighborhood that have always been interesting, except for the couple times that they had wasps in them, but that was always fixed.
3: Oh, I would guess it would be hard to get a book out if there's a wasp nest
5: in there. Yeah, it was a little harder those couple times.
3: Wow. Well, they are maintained by the people who have little free libraries. Um Illuminata on our crew has a Little Free Library in her yard.
4: hmm Yes, I do. And I've also seen two. We have two around our neighborhood. So that's great.
3: We're going to find out about Little Free Libraries. Why do they exist at all? And who are they serving? We're talking with Shelby King. She's from Little Free Library. And we're going to find out all about them. We're also going to hear from the kids in the Extinction Diaries And we have some book reviews by Evan and Airdrie. There's a lot coming up today on the Children's Hour. But first, this is Jack Pearson.
6: While walking one morning, the street I like most, there sat a little box up on a post. It wasn't for birds or a mailbox at all. all kinds of colors, all cozy and small. And I smiled and thought, what could it be? It was a little free library. Little free library, books on the lawn. Weave me a story, sing me a song. Take one or leave one, no money, no car little free library out in the yard. I made lots of friends from the books that I read. Authors and stories danced round in my head. I'd read then return them, sometimes two or three. I always found treasures there waiting for me. And I thought, how shelf bookshelf had grown So I had to build one of my own Little free library, books on the lawn Weave me a story, come sing me a song Take one or leave one, no money, no card Little free library, out in the yard been out walking and you've wondered too about those small boxes and what they might do. Get all of that wondering out of your head. Get your little free library going instead. Sharing books with your friends free of charge. It will make your life happy and large. Little Library books on the lawn, weave me a story, sing me a song. Take one or leave one, no money, no card. Little Free Library out in the yard. Little Free Library out in the yard.
3: That's Jack Pearson with his Little Free Library song, You're listening to the Children's Hour on Katie Stone. With us on the show today is Shelby King. She is the Director of Programs at Little Free Library. Welcome to the Children's Hour, Shelby. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, everybody. We're delighted to have you. The kids have a lot of questions for you.
5: What is a Little Free Library? That's a very good question, Lily Mae. So a little free library is a book sharing box, and sometimes you will find them in people's front yards, like some that you may be familiar with. Sometimes they are at doctor's offices, sometimes they're at barber shops, sometimes little free libraries are in parks, and they're really a a book sharing system. So it's a little house for books to stay while they're in between readers, and people can come and share books and take books. And there's no expectation around how long you can keep the book or, um, you know, if you have to bring a certain number of books, if you take them, Um, it's a it's a really wonderful way of sharing books with people all over the world.
3: There's like no rule that you have to take a book and then
5: leave a book or even bring it back. No, no rules like that. Every Little Free Library has someone who's caring for the library, and we call those people volunteer stewards. And so the stewards really are working hard in their communities to make sure those libraries are filled with books. They rely often on the community to help support with the books as they're taking and sharing, but there's no expectation that if you take one, you have to leave one. When did you start the Little Free Libraries? Good question, Genevieve. So the first Little Free Library was built way back in 2009. So our nonprofit has been around for over 10 years. Um, And in that time, we've been able to grow from one library to 100,000 in over 100 countries. Here's another gigantic number. We have shared 208 million books through Little Free Libraries all over the world. Wow. How do you know? Well, we do ask, we conduct an annual survey every year of all of the people that have the libraries and we ask them to give us some ideas about how many books are exchanged each week in their libraries. And then we multiply that by the number of libraries in the world and it's it's pretty big. That's a lot.
3: That's almost every person in the United States. You know, you said, you
4: said the number of books distributed. Won't that number grow week by
5: week? Yes. Very good point, Corbett. So the more like weeks from now, that number will be inaccurate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's also people putting up Little Free Libraries right this very moment that I don't even know about. I've heard people describe it as trying to catch a tiger by its tail. Like it's already out in front of us. We're just trying to keep up with that thing. What encouraged you to start the Little Free Library system? Well, that is a very good question, Evan. And it's a question that we get a lot because people do sometimes think that these little boxes just popped up randomly. Um, But there is actually a nonprofit organization that started um, back in 2009. um, And that was when the very first Little Free Library was built. And it was built here in the city that I am today, which is Hudson, Wisconsin, by our founder. His name was Todd, and he built the first Little Free Library As a way to bring people together and his mother was a school teacher um, and growing up he had a bit of a hard time learning how to read and he thought that books could be a tool to really bring neighbors together and also you know, books are so important. And so he wanted to be able to share those books with his neighbors. And he thought, what cuter way than this little box on a stick um, in his front yard. And he built the first one and um, he actually had a garage sale at his home and people came to his house and everyone was really excited about this little box of books at the end of his driveway. Um, And so he started building more and more and more. And now this is a, a great big number, but now today, right now, there are 100,000 little free libraries all over the world. They are in 110 different countries, if you can even believe that.
3: That is amazing.
5: I know. So this tiny little box started as just this spark, and it continued to grow and grow and continues to grow. And so it's so exciting for me to hear that many of you have seen them in your own neighborhoods and you've been able to use them and share books and spread the joy of reading and build community using those little boxes of books. Is
7: there
5: anything you have to do to get a Little Free Library in New York? Oh, that's a really good question, Beth. To get started, you know, there's a couple of things you can do. And one thing that's really cool is there are a lot of kids who are stewards, which again, are the people who care for the libraries. Um, We've seen families start libraries. There are scout troops that start libraries. Even entire classrooms have started Little Free Libraries at their school. Actually, the first Little Free Library in Mumbai was started by a kid, and her name is Kiara, and she started her first Little Free Library when she was just 12 years old because she loved reading and wanted to provide more equitable book access for the kids in her neighborhood. And so kids are really powerful within the Little Free Library universe, um, you can start your own little free library by building your very own. Um, if you're creative and you want to repurpose existing materials, or if you you know if you want to design and construct your own using tools and paint and all of the cool stuff that goes into building a library, you can do that. So we've seen libraries made out of old ovens, libraries carved into trees, libraries out of benches that have the libraries insi- or the books inside the bench. Um, So you can build your own little free library if that's interesting to you. Um, And then you would register it with our nonprofit organization, which gets you that cute little plaque that goes on the library. And each library has its own number. So that's how we know that we've distributed over 100,000 because each one has a number associated with it. You can also buy one. So our nonprofit sells little free libraries that are already made and ready to go right in the ground and start sharing books. Um, We also um, have library kits on our website at littlefreelibrary.org and it essentially all the pieces come together so you don't have to worry about drills and saws or any of that stuff. Um, all the pieces come together and you can put it together with your family in like an hour and a half or so. But one of the easiest ways to get involved with Little Free Library is just start using the libraries that already exist. We've seen kids um, and families create little maps of all the libraries in their town and create a game of it to see who can visit the most Little Free Libraries before like the end of the summer is done or something like that. So it doesn't have to be really involved. You can start by just sharing books. And that's what uh, is the spirit of Little Free Library.
3: We're talking with Shelby King. She's the director of programs for Little Free Library. And we still have a lot to learn. Stick with us. This is the Children's Hour. And this is Bill Harley.
8: Hey, what are you guys doing sitting around? We're bored. Nothing
4: to do. We're tired of watching. TV. Yeah, I feel like my brain's...
8: I've got an idea where we can go. Where? To do what? I don't have
4: any money.
8: do why. That's OK. You don't need any. Listen. Let me tell you something about a place I know. You can find one almost anywhere you go. Could be on a corner. Could be down a hall. You know, I've even seen them in a mall. You can walk with your feet if it's not too far. Or get your mom and dad to take you in the car. Everything is free. there, waiting in the stacks. They'll let you take it home. But you got to bring it back. So much to see, so much to do, At your
1: library.
8: There's a whole big world just waiting for you, That's
1: your library.
8: There's so much to do, so much to see, That's your
1: library.
8: If you're going to go, then you got to take me. Hey!
4: Let's go! I'm ready. I've got my jacket. Let's get in the car. Wait,
8: who's going to drive? I'll
1: drive.
8: You? I'm grown-up.
1: Yeah, right.
8: Library, walk in the doors like walking in a jungle that you got to explore. So much to learn, so much to know, there's something calling to you everywhere you go. There's magazines and DVDs, anywhere you look, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of books. If that's not enough, then don't forget, you can always go surfing on the internet. At your library, there's so much to see, so much to do. At
1: your library,
8: there's a whole big world just waiting for you. So much to do, so much to see. At
1: your library.
8: If you're gonna go, then you gotta take me.
1: You guys,
4: look at this book. There's a
8: thing on dinosaurs and bicycles. Hey, everybody, look what I found over here on this computer. Cool! A small so awesome. Excuse awesome. me? What? Could you keep it down? I'm trying to read. This is a library. What? They got funny tales and fairy tales and very very scary tales. Books about the weather, and snow and rain and when it hails. Talks about cats and mice and dogs and hawks and logs and bugs and frogs and even little polywalks. There's a billion things I know that I've missed some, but you can look them up with the Dewey Decimal System. Everything is yours. It's not that hard. All you gotta get is a library card.
1: At your library,
8: there's so much to see, so much to do. At your- there's a whole big world just waiting for you. At
1: your library.
8: So much to do, so much to see. At your
1: library.
8: If you're gonna go, then you gotta take me.
1: At your library.
8: There's so much to see, so much to do.
1: At your library.
8: There's a whole big world just waiting. So you got to take me.
3: In the background from a CD called Happy Music, that's Scott Holmes. Bill Harley before that, at the library. Anywhere is at the library these days, Little Free Libraries are around many corners. You can learn a lot more about them by visiting childrenshour.org. Just go to this episode page, Little Free Libraries. This is The Children's Hour. We'll be right back. The Children's Hour is produced by The Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit dedicated to producing high-quality kids' public radio. Learn more at childrenshour.org. Support provided by Electric Playhouse, an immersive entertainment and educational experience in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The Playhouse is open. Purchase tickets and learn about camps, play, and other educational opportunities, including future locations and events at electricplayhouse.com. The Children's Hour is supported in part by an award from New Mexico Arts, a division of the New Mexico Department of Cultural Affairs and the National Endowment for the Arts. Support is also provided by the City of Albuquerque Cultural Services Department and the Urban Enhancement Trust Fund. of a kind with Billy Jonas. And the song is read a book. You're listening to the Children's Hour. Today on the show, we're learning about those little free libraries that are popping up all over the world. And we're talking with Shelby King. She's the director of programs at Little Free Library. And the kids have a lot more questions about them. So let's go up to Airdrie.
5: After the Little Free Libraries started. How did they grow? That's a great question. You know, it grew because people were excited about sharing books. And so, you know, the first library started and then there were a few more and then a few more and then somebody in a different city had been traveling to a city where there were libraries and they were inspired and so they brought it back to their hometown and started to do their own and so it just started to grow and grow and ripple that way the same kind of way when you when you throw a stone into a lake and you get to see the ripples that's exactly how little free library grew all of the libraries are cared for by people in communities all over the world that really love books and they love their neighbors and they wanted to give this gift to their neighbors And so Little Free Library grew because of people and because of book lovers and because of their generosity and wanting to share and make books accessible for everybody in their community um, and also bring their neighbors together. We have people that tell us once they install the Little Free Library in their neighborhood, they met more neighbors in like five days than they had in the five years that they were living there. It's cool how it can bring people together, and you get to learn a lot about your neighbors just based on the books and the types of stuff you see in the Little Free Library too, which is really fun. So I have a Little Free Library at my house, and all of our neighbors can tell what my kids are into by what kinds of books are starting to be found in the Little Free Library, which is kind of fun. How do I donate books to the Little Library? That's a great question. So... Let's say you have like one or two books that you're done reading that you really love that you want to share with your neighbors. All you have to do is find a Little Free Library and put it inside. Very easy. Now, Melissa, if you have 500 books that you want to give, that's a little different story. Um, You know, if, if people have a large number of books that they want to donate, maybe you and your friends are holding a book drive to support your local Little Free Libraries. Then what you would want to do is we have this really cool map on our website where you can use use that tool to find Little Free Libraries near you. And a lot of times on that map, you can also find the names and email addresses of the people who have the Little Free Libraries who are the stewards. So if you have a ton of books, we encourage you to connect directly with the people who have the libraries to arrange to drop off the books. Um, that's also a way to find out if they need a little help. So you could reach out to the stewards in your community and say, Hey, I noticed you have a library. I love that you're doing this thing. Is there anything I can do to help you collect books? That would be a really cool way of getting involved with Little Free Libraries in your neighborhood too. Um, but Melissa, if you've got a couple of books, you just find a Little Free Library and leave them inside. It's pretty easy.
0: My mom is going to have
5: a Little Free Library
0: at But I sent it soon, next
5: week. Wow, that's so exciting. Do you know what? A lot of people, when they start Little Free Libraries, they have these library parties to introduce the library to the community. So that's one thing that you guys could think about, is having a party for your library. We even have people that celebrate their library's birthdays and have like balloons and hand out extra special books on the birthday of their library, which is kind of funny. I
3: love it. Yeah.
5: Shelby, some of our
3: crew have little free libraries. Illuminata has a little free library and has had it for a long time. And we have pictures on our website of Illuminata building her little free library. And I just want to give her a chance to let you know what it's like to have a little free library.
5: Oh, I love this.
3: Illuminata, can you talk a little bit about that? What's it like to have a little free library in your yard?
4: Well, it's really cool because I get to go out every single day and see what people have put in there, and I get to put different books in there, too, and there's Little Free Libraries like around our neighborhood. There's about two others, so I get to go visit those. Maybe take a book from our Little Free Library to their Little Free Library, or maybe get a book from somebody else's Little Free Library, then read it and then put it into our Little Free Library. And so it's really cool about that we have a Little Free Library so that other people can enjoy books.
3: Mm. Do you see people coming up to your yard? Uh-huh. Yeah, you do.
4: Yeah, uh-huh. Well, we have our yard is right next to it. So if I just look over the gate, yes, I can see people there. Sometimes they... Are just walking by, sometimes they're driving and they stop right next to it.
3: Sometimes they're biking and mm-hmm. We're talking with Shelby King from Little Free Library. We're gonna talk more right after this. This is the Little Free Library anthem. There ain't nothing we
9: love. Gives us just what we need. Oh, life gives us just what we need.
3: turtle dance music from a release called it's gonna be a good day every book i read and before that the music and lyrics are by reed Grimm, the little free library song i'm katie stone you're listening to the children's hour we're thinking about little free libraries those cool looking little libraries that are appearing around the world We've posted a bunch of pictures of amazing-looking Little Free Libraries. Just go to childrenshour.org and look for this episode, Little Free Libraries, and you'll see just such a great range of what's possible. We're talking with Shelby King. She is the program director at Little Free Library at the international headquarters in Wisconsin, and Kate, I think we're going to go to you next. How do you work for the Little Free Library staff?
5: I'm the director of programs. And so my job at Little Free Library is to help make sure everybody who has a Little Free Library feels supported and that they have the tools and the resources in order to best support their community. And so actually my job is a lot of listening. Because as Little Free Library, it's important for us to listen to what the communities that we're supporting are telling us so that we can figure out the tools that we can provide and the partnerships that we should create in order to support them. So we have a lot of different programs. We have a cool one called the Action Book Club, um, which is actually something that you guys might be interested in. So, you know, a traditional book club is a group of people that come together and read a book and talk about it. And that's how the Action Book Club starts, but it combines reading and community service. So Action Book Clubs read a book together and then they participate in a group service project to improve their community. And there actually are a lot of kid Action Book Clubs. So there's um, a couple of examples. A third grade classroom at a school in Ohio was one of the first groups to actually sign up to be an Action Book Club. And they read a book called Look Where We Live and then they implemented their school's first ever recycling program as their action, which is very cool. Um, there's another group of kids in Sugarland, Texas, that read a book together and then decided to hold a book drive to help fill the Little Free Libraries in their community. So the Action Book Club is one of the programs that I get to work with, um, in addition to others that place libraries in communities that are often have trouble accessing books. Do kids in homeless shelters have access to Little Free Libraries? Um, Yes, you know, there's no, you don't need a library card to access the Little Free Library. And so that is one of the really cool things about it is whenever you see one, that's a a very clear invitation for anybody at any time, Um, no matter who you are, what you look like, where you come from, how well you can read. It's an open invitation to come up to that Little Free Library and take a book. Um, And that's a really good question because sometimes book access can be really hard for people who you know, don't have a home and aren't part of a community that maybe has access to a public library. You know, there's lots of places in the country, um, at least in the U.S., where public libraries are being closed. And for a long time, because of the pandemic, school libraries were closed. So being able to get access to books was really hard and continues to be really hard for a lot of people in the community. And Little Free Libraries helped to bridge that gap, which is also one of the really cool parts about Little Free Libraries.
3: I have a question for you, Shelby. Most communities, it seems like, have a library, like a a city-run library or a county-run library. So if you have a county or city-run library, why would you also need Little Free Libraries?
5: Sure. Well, that's a great question. Little Free Library are big, big fans of public libraries because we really see the Little Free Library as sort of the the gateway to the gigantic world of possibilities that opens up when you visit a big public library. Little free libraries can actually be really complementary to public libraries. And we work with all sorts of public libraries that use little free libraries themselves and that have them in the communities that they are a part of um, as extensions um, and outreach tools into the community. So, you know, sometimes. Sometimes going into a library can be kind of scary for someone who's not comfortable in that space or that environment and so being able to walk up to a cute little box of books on a stand is a little more accessible and then hopefully the more, the more books people read, the more of an appetite they get for books, and the more interested they become in visiting their public library in the community. Um, you know, Little Free Libraries are the littlest libraries, and the biggest library is the Library of Congress, and they actually have a Little Free Library there. We're really excited to be able to partner with some really outstanding libraries around the country.
3: And you don't need to have a library card. You can just go up okay. and
5: take a book or put a yeah. book in. Yeah, open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and again, with the pandemic and so many public libraries being closed, Little Free Libraries have really filled a gap there when it comes to book access. We actually also saw people during the pandemic sharing household essential items like toilet paper and canned goods, school supplies and masks for their community because they really have become sort of a community gathering space, which is pretty cool too.
3: Shelby King from Little Free Library. You can learn more at littlefreelibrary.org. Hey, thank you so much for being with us on the children's hour today. We sure learned a lot.
5: Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.
7: Bye. Open up a book and what will you find? A great big world that is one of a kind. Find imagination. Let's take a look when we open up a book. And a book and what will you find a great big world that is one of a kind fun imagination let's take a look when we open up a book and read read
3: Children's Hour, Kids Radio. Support for the Children's Hour provided by the County of Bernalillo, New Mexico, burnco.gov. Support for the Children's Hour is provided by Token Ibis, a nonprofit making philanthropy accessible to everyone. To sign up, go to tokenibis.org.
0: I want to tell you about Rowan and the Rascal Lion. A three knuckleheads adventure by Jason Forrest and Bruce Seaton. Published by The Gray Soul Studio. Rowan and the Rascal Lion. Well, a little boy was walking in his garden and he saw a lion. And the lion jumped down The lion called his sisters, and Rowan, he called his brothers, and they all fought a big fight. And you'll have to read it to know the end. And my favorite part was the action and the fighting. Bye!
3: That's Airdrie and her review of Rowan and the Rascal Lion by Jason Forrest and Bruce Seaton. More coming up right here on the Children's Hour. I
10: read all day, I read all night. By sun, by moon, by candlelight Some folks say that I'm crazy But that's okay, more books for me I read all day I read all night By sun, by moon By candlelight Some folks say I I'm crazy But that's okay More books for me
1: Well I love to read
10: What a set said, said to see People glued to their TVs It's their choice I let them be That just leaves more books for me I read all day Read all night my sun, my moon, my candlelight Some folks say I'm crazy That's okay, more books for me More books for me More books for me I've got some stories of my own Write them down when I'm alone Just a type one you'll see a stack of books written by me I read all day I read all night some my moon by a candlelight. Some folks say that I'm crazy, but that's okay. More books for me, but well, that's okay. More books for me, but that's
1: okay, but well, I love to read
0: I'm Evan Dates, and this week I'm reviewing the book A Wolf Called Wander. Written by Roseanne Perry, illustrated by Monica Arminio, and published by Green Willow Books. A Wolf Called Wander is narrated by a brave, adventurous, and protective wolf pup who lives with his pack in the mountains. He is excited when his mother wolf finally says that he and his siblings are ready to leave their den. But after another wolf pack attacks, his pack is chased away from home, and we follow him on a wild journey along the Pacific Northwest, where he encounters humans, forest fires, starvation, and even makes an unlikely friend. This book was inspired by a real wild wolf named OR7, who traveled a thousand miles across the Pacific Northwest. For me, This book was moving, educational, and really helped me understand what it's like to be a wolf, just like Roseanne Perry's book, A Whale of the Wild, which I reviewed a few months ago, helped me feel what it was like to be an orca whale. A Wolf Called Wander is published by Greenwillow Books, has awesome illustrations by Monica Arminio, and is written by Roseanne Perry. For the Children's Hour, this is Evan Dates.
11: Ahora vamos a repetir todos juntos ¿Eso qué dice? En la escuela, en el trabajo Vamos todos Vamos todos a leer Si eres gordo o eres flaco Vamos todos a leer Si eres fresa o eres naco Vamos todos a leer No importa tu sexo O tu condición social Dicen que leyendo Se te quita lo animal Ya te veo bien triste Le echa la imaginación y a en su frase abre Un libro del rincón ¿Eres grande o eres chico? Vamos todos a leer Si tu novia no te vela, Vamos todos a leer Pues la lectura te consuela Vamos todos a leer Si te dicen que eres burro Vamos todos a leer Aunque sea de puro churro Vamos todos a leer Es muy bueno a toda hora Vamos todos a leer De Campeche hasta Sonora Vamos todos a leer No importa tu sexo O tu condición social dice que leyendo se te quita lo animal ya te veo bien triste hecha imaginación ya no sufra, un libro del rincón un libro del rincón un libro del rincón un libro del rincón para para para
12: oh! extinction diaries There may only be about 60 Maui dolphins left on Earth. The New Zealand species is not receiving adequate protection, so the Sea Shepherd Society is calling upon the United States government and citizens to ban all New Zealand seafood imports to pressure a protective response from that nation. In their statement, Sea Shepherd declared New Zealand failed to implement a recommendation from the International Whaling Commission that all thrall and set nets be banned in the dolphins' habitat down to 100 meters. Estimates have been made that $20 million of fish value would be lost annually if that 100 meters was protected. but 200 million would be lost if the U.S. refused New Zealand's entire seafood importation. Therefore, Sea Shepherd's plea and request to the high court sends a powerful message to the citizens of the U.S. If the Americans can get behind the ban, a certain extinction can be stopped, at least for now. The same judge who banned all seafood imports from Mexico to protect the even more endangered Vaquita dolphin down to just 10 is making this decision. The verdict? Hope or despair for the Maui dolphin is expected in just weeks. My name is Rising Moon, and this is a Small World Radio production.
7: I'd
13: Go into going to the library Gonna find a brand new book Gonna get lost in a story A tale of love and glory Come on along and take a look We're going to the library People living in far-off lands On city streets of desert sands The different faces All together they are strong To the library, my friends and I can hardly wait. Gotta get to the reading stations to feed imaginations. The library's my favorite place. We're going to the library. Aliens and robots, biographies and history, science fiction, novels, comedies and. We're going to the library Gonna find a brand new book Gonna get lost in a story A tale of love and glory Come on along and take a look We're going to the library My friends and I can hardly wait Gotta get to the reading stations To feed imaginations The library's my favorite place We're going to the library
3: to the library is Danny Weinkoff from his Inside I Shine CD and El Delphine is from Peru. Juan Luis de Mert is the name of that artist and El Delfín means the dolphin. Vamos todos a leer. Let's all read is Los Patitas de Perro and more books for me way back when was Mr. G from his CD The Bossy E. We heard new stuff from Alice and Faith Levy over the break. Her You Are Magic CD just came out. And Katie Dwyer brought us Reed from her Music Makes Me Happy. And in the background from the Beat Bach Symphony's brand new Secret Agent 23 Skidoo, we're hearing Chasing Dreams. You're listening to the Children's Hour, lots of information and links at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Little Free Libraries, and you can see pictures of some really interesting Little Free Libraries from around the world. In the meantime, we have time for one more. This is the Buttons. Meet you at the library. I hope I see you at a neighborhood Little Free Library.
7: inside a book Hour
3: is an independent production of the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit corporation.
6: Our show was written by Katie Stone, with help from all of us in the kids' crew.
3: And our joke was written by Evan Dates. Find lots of information about us at
0: childrenshour.org. Many thanks to Shelby King for being on the Children's Hour this week. Our podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast,
4: or at patreon.com slash The Children's Hour.
0: Or ask your smart speaker to play The Children's Hour podcast. We post our photos and
4: more on
3: Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Find us at TCH Radio.
0: Our theme music is written by C.K. Bylow. The Children's Hour
4: is distributed by The Children's Hour Incorporated, PRX, and the Pacifica Radio
12: Network.
0: Thanks for listening to The Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio. Bye.